Hey, what is going on, Current Christian family? We're just going to dive right into this episode because the previous episode I uploaded got some pretty good feedback. I really appreciate it when you guys are uh, reaching out. You know, you can reach out to me on like social media, things like that. It's not too easy to, it's not too hard to find, uh, you know, the Current Christian channel on Instagram or on, on YouTube, things like that. So in the previous episode, I had talked about just this concept of like being truthful with oneself. And I feel like conceptually, you know, it makes a good idea. But in this episode, I wanted to like double up on what I was talking about before to really get to like the emotional side of things as well. There's a saying that like emotion creates motion. And, you know, that's why you see in TV commercials and things like that, they don't just throw out these numbers where it's like 1.2 million children die of starvation every year. And it's like, that sucks, you know, really does. Um, but 1.2 million, it's too conceptual. You know, you understand in your mind that it's a big number, but in like marketing and things like that, what they do is they, they, don't, show, they don't show you the graphs. They show you the child. They show you one of the kids, Sasha, who's growing up in a foreign country, who's quite literally dying from starvation and you giving a penny a day could you know, totally revolutionize the way she lives her life. And what, what I'm trying to get at there is that in the previous episode, I feel like I hit like the conceptual stuff a lot, but to really like drive it home, I really in this episode wanted to talk about the emotional side of being really truthful with yourself. So, and another reason it's like why I really, really, really want to emphasize this again with the whole being truthful with where you're at thing is because in our society, and I've seen this a lot, especially for men, but I know women experience this as well, is that we've almost been indoctrinated or like conditioned to lie to ourselves. I know as men in our society, there tends to be this oppression of us acknowledging our feelings and our emotions as though those things are naturally invalid when your feelings and your emotions, how you feel is certainly valid um, and then also for like, I know for women and again, women and men can both experience these things, but statistically, you know, women, when it comes to like lying to oneself, it's very much seen a lot in like social media where it's like, you know, the, we're putting the post in the photo. It looks like all natural and in the moment, but they spent an hour, uh, editing it. And then it took them a half an hour just to get the photo. And then it took them 15 minutes just to select the single photo out of the 20 photos that they took. And, you know, at the end of it, the result is, look what I'm doing so naturally. And it's like, that's not natural. You know, that's not your natural you. This is a premeditated thing. And as guys as well, it's, you know, we're putting on the certain outfit. We're walking around with like a certain demeanor and it's all just a facade. And it's crazy because like, I know, so my dad, he's a podiatrist. So he's, he specializes in the foot and ankle. And I used to be so, I was going to say amazed, but it's like the the bad side of a maze, I guess flabbergasted when I would see some of the photos of patients' feet that he would work on. And some of these people would have not just like mangled feet, but they would be like, there would be sores and there would be like flesh that is falling off of their foot. And I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, how can you, how can... This person, I'm not trying to make fun of anyone here, but how can this person wake up every day 
put their sock over their foot and put their foot into a shoe and not see these pustules and not see this sagging flesh and not just think like I should go see a doctor. Like at that point, you know, they're seeing a doctor, their foot looks like it's falling off and they're seeing a doctor. But my thinking is like, why didn't they go to the doctor when they saw the darn sore in the first place? Like, what are you doing? You know? And we do that a lot in our own lives too, where it's like, we'll wait till the hammer of life is dropped. You know, God drops the hammer, the sledgehammer of life to try to wake you up. He tries to nudge you with like a little feather, a, a subtle suggestion. But then at a certain point, you know, the hammer's got to be dropped and reality's going to smack you in the face. And for a lot of us, it's like, we wait for that. You know, when the assignment is due on Friday, we wait till Thursday to do it. I'm like, what are we doing? You know, it's like we've been conditioned to do things this way. And I talked about in the consulting program that we're starting up called Digital Ministry Mastery, one of the very first things that we do is really hone in and focus on this idea of the truth of like just where you're at. And it's not to make fun of you. It's not to make you feel worse. It actually, the thing that's really cool, when we ignore this truth, we think we are making ourselves more confident and more comfortable. And I have a story where I was very vulnerable with a pastor friend of mine, just really opening up about a lot of things that were going on in my life. And it felt good to express those things. And the conversation went really well. It was very productive. I, I left feeling more empowered than I did before talking with him. And I'm not going to go into the details of what we talked about because it's kind of personal stuff. But also, I don't want to distract you from the main point that I'm about to bring up right now, which is after that moment of being vulnerable, when we were walking away and leaving, he just turns around and he's like, yeah, so, oh, by the way, I forgot to ask, like, how was your weekend? And it's just like out of instinct, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's pretty good. And it like wasn't. And I don't know why, but it was just like in that moment. I mean, it wasn't a bad weekend. It was like a bleh weekend, some ups and downs. I slept in later than I wanted. But um, anyway, I didn't it's just like some, one of those instinct things where it's like I just like fell back into old habits. And I was just like, oh, yeah, it was good. How was yours? And it's just like small talk, you know, response. But the reason I realized why I had lied in that moment was because it helped me feel confident that I was like in control. It helped me feel confident that I was in control of the things that were going on. But it's like I wasn't, you know, I was just creating this reality in my mind of what I thought I had control over. And that might be what the people are doing with the with their feet that are falling apart. They're telling themselves like, well, if I go to a doctor, the doctor's going to tell me my foot's in bad shape. So as long as I'm not told it's in, not in bad shape, then I can at least continue to believe that my feet are fine. And then maybe they'll be good in the future you know, by a miracle and I won't have to do anything. And I just got to, you know, because I love you guys, because I really care about the success in your ministry, I got to point out that like doing that is not right. You know, if you're seeing someone with an infected foot, you want to be like, get that looked at right now. Get, I'm telling you, get it looked at. It doesn't look good. And they're like, oh man, screw you. You know, my feet, I'm very self-conscious about my feet. Why are you telling me my feet look bad? I'm be like, because I'm telling you the truth because I want your feet to be good. And it ain't looking good right now. Go get your foot looked at before it has to be amputated off. And spoiler alert, 
a lot of people end up losing their toes. And in severe cases, they end up losing their whole foot and ankle because they're like, well, I might be told that my foot's not in a good condition. And it's like, yeah, and it could have been fixed with some medication, but now it's got to be fixed with a scalpel and a saw. And I don't want that to happen in your ministry where it's like, oh man, this ministry is just bleeding so much time and money and effort that like, it may not be that the ministry has to get cut off, but maybe there's a relationship that's being neglected. And then that becomes a toxic thing. And then it's got to be cut off. Or maybe it's your health that ends up going to the wayside and it causes other things that got to get cut off. And because I care about you, I want you to be like, I want you to know, bam, what the, what's that reality that you're facing right now? And it's okay. Like as soon as you acknowledge it, you know that thing that I was saying before about how I lied because I wanted to make myself feel more empowered? When you acknowledge the truth, that's actually what helps put you more in the driver's seat. All right? Is that making sense? Because when it's a fantasy, it's these external frilly things. It's like, it's other stuff. And it's not you taking more control. Because there's a, I actually saw this really funny post. Um, you know, as Christians, we know that God causes, you know, God, it's because of God that the things that we are doing in our lives grows, you know, as a farmer, it's God that causes the plants to grow and things like that. Like I know on a science level, the nutrients in the soil and the sun from the light and the photosynthetic cells within the plant plants causing it to grow. But you know, it's like, it's because of God that these things are happening. But just because God created the earth and he put things in motion doesn't mean that we got to stand there with the shovel and do nothing. You know, we got the shovel in our hands. We got to We got to dig. And then we got to trust God with the rest. This is a digging moment. You know, you got to dig in and you got to take control of things. You know, Jesus, take the wheel. But in all reality, you're the one driving the car. So it's like face that reality, you know. Because it's, it's truly the start to getting things going in a better direction. Because I know in our consulting program, it's like that's the thing that we start with because that's how important it is. Like, I don't care how powerful Google Maps becomes, if it doesn't know your current location, like it always starts with where are you at? doesn't matter how powerful it becomes, it always starts with where are you at? It can be super detailed with the directions, but it all starts with where are you at? And if you're looking for a little bit of assistance or encouragement in that area of finding out where you're at in your ministry and, and would like some guidance and encouragement to help get you to where you want to be, like maybe you're the type of person who I was uh, a couple of years ago where I was spending like 50 hours a week making social media content for my online ministry and wasn't really getting any results and I began to realize, wow, I could be working at Walmart, greeting people and, uh, probably be making more impact and more income than I am right now with doing my little YouTube video thing. And maybe you want to help to, you know, reach that point where it's like just a small pivot that I had to make. I just made a small pivot and it went from like 50 hour weeks to oof, like significantly less, less time being spent every week. And then income shot up, up to like over 12,000 in under six months. And I'm not doing it to brag. I'm just showing you the power that can come from these small pivots, especially when you're being guided by someone who's been down the same path as you before. So 
hey, if this is sounding good, if it's sparking a little fire in your soul, then I encourage you to go to coach.thecurrentchristian.com just to learn some more information. You know, you don't got to apply or anything right then and there. You can, I encourage you just to go and check it out, see if it looks like a good fit for you. But I do have to let you know that just because you may apply doesn't necessarily mean you'll be accepted into the program. We're only selecting not only just like a certain select few, but only certain types of people in their journey and their walk as we speak. And again, if you want to learn some more information, go to coach.thecurrentchristian.com to learn more information about the Digital Ministry Mastery Program. So I hope in this episode I was able to kind of like dig home a little bit to touch a bit more on that emotional side to help create that motion within you to make a commitment to acknowledging the truth of where you're currently at in your ministry. So thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.